0: This is going to be a, um, I'm going to continue from last week and, uh, uh, and, uh, my text is like this. Okay. It is Philippians two. 511 let this mind be in you which is also in Christ Jesus so we're gonna learn a little more or maybe all we need to learn about the mind of Christ and what he's actually given us and um, we don't want to forsake this gift. Because that's something. Think about it. The mind of Christ. Now, what do we know about Christ? I mean, He's equal to God and also the Son of God, right? So, we have that mind (laughs) to rely on? You know, that's a mind that we really want to take full advantage of. Bless the Lord. So, um, last week I intended to use our opportunities to be to show um, charity in the way of love. In the way of letting God lead the episodes. And we have many. I didn't want to um, leave everyone with the belief that you have to go give all your money away to the homeless or anything. Um, That's that's not the point. Um, So the point is, is that we're looking for every opportunity to bring Christ into a situation. And most homeless and destitute people are more apt to listen when we have something. Now, you might say, well, we don't have to pay people to accept the gospel, you know, if they want it, they want it. If they don't, they don't. And we might also rationalize that the reason why they're in this situation is because they probably rejected the gospel. And all kinds of thoughts can come to mind in order to help us substantiate keeping our money in our pocket. You know, you know we can convince ourselves all kinds of reasons why I shouldn't pull this dollar out. It's true. true. But And so um, what we want to do is we want to get past, <laughs> get past our, um, our protective methods of preserving our own treasures and use those treasures to advance the kingdom of God regardless. And what we want to do is we want to trust God with what he's given us in order to do that because he didn't just give it to us so that we could be the claim that prosperity ministers make. You're rich. God wants you rich. You know, he wants you wealthy. Of course he wants you to have it all. Okay? It's not that God wants you to have it all. You do have it all. It's true. We have it all. Okay? The things that people are running around with right now on this planet, Tesla and Gates and all of these marvelous things that they have, will be ours. The, the bottom line is, I'm, I'm saying the truth. It's like, well, what would I want with a rocket? Well, it's yours. If you don't want it, <laughs> you can give it away. <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? So, I'm not saying that we're going to have their physical rockets But what I'm saying is, is that everything will be brought into the storehouses, right? The gates will be open and the kings of this earth will bring their treasure into the storehouse. They'll have no choice. God will divvy out who gets what in that time. So while we have what we have, use that, which what we have is good for use while we have it. Use it to advance the kingdom. I don't care what I'm perceiving in the mind of some hustling drug addict that's hustled himself into despair. He's going down. Right? Thank God I'm trying to rely on the mind of Christ. So I'm going up. I want him to come with me. Right? And it's not a losing battle. He may reject it. But I'll be rewarded for trying. With whatever I have. Whatever I have. This goes beyond strangers on the street. Okay. It it does. You can be mad at someone. And upset. And you've given and given and given. It's kind of like. Relying on God or the mind of Christ, where you've set up a standard, think about it. I can't set up a standard. He's my standard. Give again. Keep trying. He's still breathing. Keep trying. I didn't cut you off. You can't cut them off. You can only cut them off if I tell you to cut them off. This is true. But then, what we don't want to do, we don't want to get to a place where, well, I just hear from God. I don't need the Bible. I don't need people. I'm, I'm hearing clearly. So, so, you know, we don't want to get there where we think all our thoughts are from God because now we have discernment. We still have a fleshly heart. Um, let's put that differently a heart of stone. <laughs> And God is turning it into a fleshy heart. And what we have here is a battle going on always. And we need the Word of God to cut through. It divides soul from spirit, joint from marrow. His Word will cut through where I'm believing I got this. I have intelligence, I have discernment, I have an attitude to. Understand, this person's trying to use me, right? That word of God will cut through my decisive, right? It'll cut through my decision. And let me know it's really not your decision, right? It's a double-edged sword. It cuts through both ways. It'll chop the stuff up. (laughs) and let you look at it as it's dissected. What's your real reason for not doing what I want you to do or ignoring what I'm trying to compel you to do? What's your real reason? Before we even look at the reason we're running off because we want to keep this wallet or that purse intact. I'm only using money right now because it's hard for us to separate ourselves from in most cases. It doesn't mean that there are some, not some that are very charitable, but we like the power to exercise authority over what God has given us, right? We need to lean to God, right? This is what we need to do. Now, the Bible does say be a good steward over what he's given us. So you just don't want to go throw your money out the window and hope people grab it that might, right? while it's floating down, I hope the right people grab it and then they'll know the Lord loves them. Right? Be a good steward. <laughs> it's going to take more. <laughs> it's going to take more than an easy route in some cases. But we use what we have to further the gospel, Whether it be food, money, clothes, you know, just a kind word, attitude, whatever it is, we use it. In some cases, we use what we have, and intended for us, for them. All right? So it's not really go give all your money away. What it is is try to tune into the mind of Christ, right? Because he has a different mind than ours, and we have access to that mind. And so what we want to do is be Christ-minded, right? Bless the Lord. So we lean toward our own understandings, and when we tend to believe it 's right to assess any given, situ, given situation and make an exercise, make an exercise a sentence based on our judgment, we can show mercy or we can convict if we 've been in the church for a minute we 've decided that our decision is based upon our discernment. I already know i don 't need to consult God for this; I realize when someone is scheming and scamming it 's kind of like if we are actually in our word all the time which is a good thing of course it is but we walk away with all this knowledge from being in the word even the knowledge of the bible apart from Christ is going to work in it it's going to work what's the word? it's negatively because charity needs to be involved with my knowledge knowledge puffs up But charity edifies. Charity is love. My knowledge needs to come equipped with his love. Not my version of love. I could have sympathy for someone. And still it's not his love. Right? Because I need to see the big picture. I might be able to feed you today. But he wants that soul in heaven. It's a bigger picture It's bigger than me and what I can deduce He wants me to stay Attached to him Right and as much as it's possible To do and for us It's intermittent You know we're, we're sometimes Right it's, it's like no he, Look we're moving into a time where It needs to be on all the time It needed to be on all the time Before this time to be honest With you but If there's any time that it needs to finally be turned completely on, we need to exercise that on switch continually now. We're listening to the news and we're processing this based on our own thoughts and opinions. As we have always, we might even say, oh, that's biblical. Look at it as end times. Look at it as we're nearing the end. Okay, start looking at some of this stuff that could not have happened before because knowledge had not increased as it has today. You can get on the internet and get anything, you don't even have to type. You tell the echo or the you know, or Siri or right, you don't even have to type it in. Knowledge has increased. Is that one of the, the signs of the end times? That's what Jesus said knowledge will increase right okay i could go on and on but this isn't an eschatology study this is about accessing what we have the mind of christ god's word is discerning hebrews 4:12 says For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Notice that it says the word of God is living. That means alive. It's living. He's not just choosing words to fascinate us. (laughs) Here. The word is living. It's alive, okay? And active. Okay, so it's alive and it has motion. It's moving. You, you get it? This is, these are adjectives that describe this word. Alive and active. It can be active with or without us. Okay, it's not like he's not going to do what he wants to do. While he's asking us to participate in what he's doing, we may want to jump on board, right? Not just jump on board with all your money. Jump on board with your mind. I want the mind of Christ, right? He wants us to connect. Now, this isn't one of those funnies. I can be funny, (laughs) This isn't necessarily to amuse, but what it is is to kind of wake up in us what we might be forfeiting. And this is access to Christ's mind or the mind of Christ. Now, I'll do myself a good service, If I make sure and ask God how to operate, desiring his living word to become alive and active in me in order for me to exercise judgment. Honestly, many of us are staunch in our operations, seeking to fulfill quests by every letter written in God's word. That may be admirable, but it's impossible. It's an impossible task for any human being apart from God. God is the God man. Apart from God, we can't do what God really wants us to do. Um, we can do some things, and even non-believers do some things because we're made in the image of God. But we're not necessarily going to be doing what God says unless we're tuning in to God. Okay? We can become prideful in our scriptural knowledge. I said it a minute ago. Prideful in our knowledge of the scripture because I study day and night. But knowledge will puff you up. It will make you big-headed without the connection to Christ who's going to level you out and even allow you to make mistakes, blunders, to keep you humble. Not that the Word of God is a mistake, but you'll make mistakes because I need you in humility. Right? I need your goal not to be your establishment or your Aggrandizement or your puffing up. I need your goal to be lowly, selfless, not selfish. Selfless, right? I, I want you to come in the name of the Lord. Okay. How did he come? Selfless and lowly. He didn't have to suffer the stuff he suffered to get us to where we need to be. He didn't have to do it. Right? It's not going to take piety and pompousness in order for me to get people to come to the Lord or to give them a wake-up call. They may listen to me, but now all they want is the dollar and for me to hurry up and get away. So now they're tolerating me, and that's not just the homeless, that's everybody. They want to identify with you and you with them, and they're suffering because you've suffered, and lo and behold, and as quiet as it's kept, you're still suffering while we're approaching the situation, putting on a happy face, right? Right? That doesn't mean we don't have the peace of God. It doesn't mean that. It's available to us. But in a lot of cases, we're not walking in this contentment, right? We're human. We can easily turn into the routine robot. Oh, there he is again. I got $2. Let me spend a moment with you. I can give you two bucks. You know how far two bucks goes today? You know how much a pack of cigarettes costs today? I mean, I remember they were 35 cents. Now, I think they're $11, $12. 15 Okay. So even though you're thinking, oh, they're going to take my $2 and buy a pack of cigarettes, don't be crazy. They need several more $2. In between the time they can get a pack of cigarettes and they're rolling up cigarette butts off the ground because they're gonna smoke until they stop, I get an opportunity to tell them a little more about Christ. Why do I use homeless all the time? Well, I'm just, I come from that, okay? This is where I come from. I can't say I was literally homeless, but I was on drugs. So I was out with the homeless and the drug addicts, okay? But you, who come from corporate America and mansions, Dorita's comes from all kind of elitism. You that come from all of this, you'll deal with your people the the way you deal with your people, right? But the fact of the matter is, don't deal without His mind. We're relying on the mind of Christ to get the will of Christ done. Bless the Lord. human knowledge apart from god is going to be flawed 1 Corinthians 13:2 says and if i have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge and i have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love i'm nothing our knowledge can do damage to situations and to others when we aren't connected to God. First Corinthians 8, 1 Corinthians 8.1 explains, knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Love builds up. Charity edifies. That's the translation there. Therefore, the pursuit of knowledge for its own sake without seeking God is foolishness. We aren't on track by simply feeding the homeless. I said that. Even when we believe he's scheming, if I refer to the scripture, the Bible says, "Feed the poor." Proverbs 19:17 says, "Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay for his deeds." So look, here's a double whammy. I loan to the poor. They rip me off. right? I did what God wanted me to do, right? I'm trying to use this loan. I never loan. I, I just give it to them because I'll be angry if they don't give it back if it's a loan. And then, then I'll start telling myself I'll never talk to that one again and all that. So, yeah. and, so, and then I need regenerative, regenerative thinking, the, the mind of Christ. But the point is is that you'll also be repaid, and we all know how God repays us for what we do. It's never less than tenfold. Always a hundredfold, and, right? And a thousandfold, right? And that's not just there, it's here. He'll keep giving you what you need to do what he needs you to do. You'll never run out of whatever resource it is that he gives you in order to advance his kingdom. He'll keep pouring it in while you're pouring it out. Now this, I don't want you to start sending your money. Nobody in here looks like they do that. Maybe Pastor Rick. No, no, no. I have to, I have to no, nobody looks like, I don't know. But there's that lie out there that if you contribute to those dominion, word of faith, you know, money-minded ministries that you're going to get rich. And you know we don't believe that. And even if you do get rich, is it worth being rich here? Is that the goal? That's not the goal. Nothing here is going to last. Just as sure as this carpet needs to be vacuumed after we walk on it, this place is decaying. It's coming to ruins Pretty soon a vacuum won't be able to help Right It just keeps deteriorating That wasn't The intended plan Everything was intended To live forever and thrive And be lush and Plush and right But when sin entered in Things Changed Proverbs 14 31 says Whoever opposes a poor man insults his maker. Well, who made a poor man? God. But he who is generous to the needy honors God. Okay? Now I'm using, again, giving money. Give what you can to advance the kingdom. Right? Uh, A lot of us, I mean, I used to have some things... And I am not building myself up because while I was doing this thing, I'm about to tell you, I was still involved in other bad stuff, right? But I was trying to pick and choose like we do, right? I'm going to place more focus on this and less on that, right? P- picking and choosing what's going to please God. And so when I took all my gold and... And and it wasn't a whole lot, but I had some gold chains and things and rings and earrings and stuff. I I mean, I used to be young and thought I was cool. And, you know, so, but I sold those things. And and the money, I said, okay, I got it all pocketed up. I'll start using it for ministries, sound ministries. I started giving it away. Okay. Everybody's may not be called to do all that, right? But... I think my thinking when I started considering heaven and where we're going, right, was that I'll be acknowledged for this. Now, say I was wrong. Say, you know, well, the Bible says that, right, to give, right, give all you can, all you have, or whatever the case may be. The Bible says that. But say, I was not connected to God, right? That could be a wasted effort in a sense In that what the Lord was still able to do Or how people were still able to benefit from it Didn't necessarily benefit me Because I was operating independent from God But then we're where we're at When we're where we're at, right? Today we don't want to continue on in our own vein, right? back then I only knew what I knew right so and and, so I gave this stuff away and everything I'm not sitting here thinking oh I wish I had those chains you know and my big earring bling you know know. (laughs) I'm not I'm not thinking like that you guys know I only wear one suit okay you talked about me already lying to yourselves don't say you <laughs> he wear that one suit <laughs> you know but when I was young that's all I thought about was what suits and clothes and all of this now what I'm not trying I'm not trying to say I don't want to be sharp you know if the time came I think the Lord would if it was necessary you know you, you go on out and, and, and get yourself this or somebody's going to send me a suit who knows I usually, it usually works like that. Oh, I got some clothes I want you to have, you know, and they fit, you know, or whatever. But my point is, is not, it's, I don't have to make that point. I don't believe I do. I think what I'm saying is whatever the Lord is trying to tell you to do, make sure and understand what he's saying. And if you're in doubt, ask two or three witnesses, get together with some family that is in the Lord that will pray with you and make sure that your decision is sound right? Don't, wait, look, the one thing I'm not doing is sell all your stuff and bring your money here. I'm not saying that. We're not trying to get buckets of gold here, right? I'm saying feed his sheep. Feed his sheep with whatever it is and according to his method, right? Do it according to the Lord. Stay connected, right? You can grab a scripture and do it based on the scripture. If that's where you're at, right? I can't tell you one way or the other how that's going to, the outcome of that. Except for to say it's better to rely on the Lord. It's better than using your own intellect and your own wisdom. I hope that makes sense. My opportunity is more than just sharing my money, it's an opportunity to witness. Now I keep saying this about this money. You guys would think, "Oh, David got money." He don't. It's not It's not what you Don't get me twisted. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> no. Look, but with whatever 50 cents I do have, I try look I try to invest it in things, not just homeless people but to have fellowship with friends or whatever the case may be yeah, you know what i'm saying but it's because why we're in covid and we're all masked up and we're all distanced and all this kind of sort of stuff so we're going to do what we can to keep the momentum of god alive in and among us invest in those things but check with the lord why why i'm going to check with the lord what is it going to sound like start checking then you'll start recognizing his voice because we're sheep, we'll know his voice. We belong to him. The voice is not always words. Sometimes it's inaudible. Sometimes you don't hear a voice, you get a feeling. What if you're wrong? What if your kid came to you and asked you, well, how do I do this and how do I do that? You love that. They're coming to you, right? When they go off and do it wrong, they came to you first. Right? So they're trying. They still need help. Right? You love your kid to come to you. And then God is different. When your kid keeps coming to you and drives you crazy because you want to finish doing what you're doing, they just keep coming back. You, you realize they want me to be involved in this mud pie contest, whatever it is they're trying to do. You know, and I'm not trying to do I'm trying to watch whatever it is I watch on TV. God is not like that right he never he's never tired he's always ready to involve himself interact with us we're his children he's always re- he will put down everything to come see about you he see you coming he's running okay he's happy to help he's happy to help you get it right bless the lord So last week, I talked about don't eat off the plate of this present world. I meant that. We are what we eat. So if you want to eat something, eat the word. Eat the Bible. That means not physically, not, you know what I'm saying. We're not crazy. Jesus was, uh, they were calling uh, uh, the Christians a cult because of the blood and and, uh, bread and blood. Communion. People were calling him a cult. Well, we know that, you know, they're not really eating his flesh or drinking his blood, right? So um, what we want to do is we want to stay in the word. We want to study the word. Matthew 4, 4 says, but he answered them, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God, right? Okay, so that's our food, right? We need to eat that. Uh, We need to stay in the Holy of Holies. So when I'm saying, uh, look, we have access to the mind of God, this is what I'm saying. You can go anytime into a place you couldn't go. People before us couldn't go. They couldn't go before Christ. They had to wait once a year to get their sins atoned and all kind of crazy. They could never enter into the Holy of Holies. Only one priest could enter in in their behalf, and he better enter in right. Or he would die. Now Jesus has gone in once and for all. One time. Everything is done. He's the high priest. We can enter in because of him and talk to God directly. This is big news. This is not, look. <laughs> it's like we're free to enter into the White House. You know they're not going to let you in there. You, you go pulling up looking crazy and you will never forget it. But this is the kingdom of God. The kingdom that encompasses all the universe. And the creator is there waiting to hear from Carla and Ruth and Ann and Barbara. We can go in. Bless the Lord. This was done for us. So, like like right now, if I have doubts, everybody's falling asleep. If They're all falling asleep while I'm talking. I can start talking to the Lord. What do I do, Lord? He might say, throw something over here. (laughs) Whatever the case may be, I can go into the holy place right now within myself and talk to God. And so can you. Right? There's really no excuse. We can never say, well, I didn't have time to ask. You have plenty of time. And you'll be surprised more and more you ask, the more and more your responses to situations will be like Christ. They'll be like Christ. Stephen, don't charge them with this. If you were stoning me, I would be, get them. Get them, stop them. That hurt. Right? But Stephen, full of the Spirit, right? Forgive them for this, Lord. Don't charge him because he's in tap. He's tapping into the mind of Christ. Bless the Lord. I talked about singing inward and outward. Always keep a joyful song in your hearts that have something to do about the Lord. Hang with believers. Always hang out with people that love God. Serve God. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. We have access to God. We're not always going to get everything right. But our excuse can't be that we did not come to you, Father. That can't be our excuse. Right. We always have access. Our mistakes can stem from another uh, number of things, a number of things, okay? But number one, stay in contact with God, always asking, seeking, and knocking. Stay in his words, stay in stop uh feasting off the plates of this world. Be satisfied with the fact that the present world is not the world he prescribes for your diet. Ours is the renewed world to come. Ask him for patience and contentment. Don't tell yourself even right now that you have liberty to do certain things that done in secret won't offend others when what in fact you're actually doing is helping to fortify a stronghold in your life. This liberty thing, all right, can be taken out of context, right? So, we do have certain liberties, but ask the Lord if I'm asking the Lord if it's okay for me to watch Sugar Honey tonight on HBO. See, he's not going to give me that liberty. And then if I turn around and say, hey, well, I have discernment, I can make it through Sugar Honey's dance tonight, right? I have discernment. I can, I can, I can, look, this won't keep me stuck. I'll be able to continue on with the Lord because I have liberty in Christ Jesus. I have a stronghold going on here, convincing myself that I should do something that I know is outside of the will of God. Feed on that. Feed on Sugar Honey or Magic Mike or all the other filthy, vulgar, nudity, HBO Showtime shows today. And then wonder why. I asked him to help me, but he didn't help me. I prayed when I was confronted, but I failed. He just didn't care enough. I'll get it. No, the deal is you're eating the wrong food. You're full of yourself, filled with all kinds of junk, and then expecting that all I need to do is just say, oh, no, don't let this happen. Even if he starts persuading you in the wrong way, you're full of yourself. You're filled on the diet of this world. You're going to fail. Think about what I'm saying. You're setting yourself, we're setting ourselves up to fail. All right? We can say this or that is okay, and the government approves. (laughs) You know the government don't care anymore. Smoke your weed. Get out there and be laid out. Don't just smoke it, we'll give you drugs. The government doesn't care. All right? Well, we, we, we don't want to go that route. We don't want to convince ourselves. At the same time, look, it's going to take this. Dave is talking about he's, he's, he's bucking up against my freedoms now. He's bucking up against his own freedoms. I can't tell you anything that I can go home and do. Do you know I'd be in double jeopardy because he had me preach this word. So it's all of us. Collectively, we can do it. Right? Some things take longer than others. Persist. What's the persistence? Keep talking to him. Keep asking and knocking. And while you're asking and knocking, you're eating his food. All right? You're fellowshipping with his people, right? Do it right. Stop doing wrong, Isaiah says, and learn to do right. It's a learning process. But here's our answer commune with God. Bless the Lord. I have a friend, he died a couple years ago. A old man, a Portuguese from where I used to work. He would come in the library and stuff. I remember when he had no computer knowledge at all. None. Just but and he was a he couldn't hear well, so his mouth would just help me with this. You know, this in the library. You know, so it was always spot on when he started talking. Everybody looked, but you know, you have to help him. And I grew fond of him and you know, liked him and, and he was a nice old man. He might have been maybe. Pushing ninety, no, but he was uh had been working out all his life and everything, so he had aches and pains, but he was still trying to walk you, you know what I mean, and so uh he he was a trip, his name was Don, and so uh and he was showing me exercises and stuff like that. he had the uh, old equipment jack Lane stuff i 'm not lying, you just thought something was going to break why <laughs> you so but uh, i 'm telling you, so he was always into physical fitness. And all this stuff. So, um, but his mom, his dad died young. And his mom died, and she died in in a visit to South Africa. And so, when I went over to his house, it was a pigsty. Don did, even his girlfriend knew, you know, that she just was on him all the time. You're a hoarder, right? But when I went over to his place and everything, I passed by his mom's room, and it was all immaculate, right? And she had died. So we were having a conversation one day and I said, man, how do you, how do you feel about like keeping your mom's room preserved and everything? He said, I, I, I don't, I just, I did it like this. I said, one day she's coming home. Right, so he's convinced himself that she's coming back from South Africa and she's going to call one day and ask him to pick, pick her up at the airport. It's pretty sad, right? But for a lot of us, these kinds of Methods or, you know, our way to deal with stuff, especially when we choose not to deal with him, right? They can be bizarre. Norman Bates, okay? It it can be bizarre. All right, so, but it's very disheartening and sorrow-filling. He's hoping one day she comes home. Then I have friends out on the street I spoke to a drug addict homeless youth. He swore that even if he were to go into recovery, he's not going to quit drugs and alcohol. No, he'll quit drugs and alcohol, but he won't quit smoking cigarettes, right? So You know me, I'm thinking, well, if you go in, throw it all in, right? But, you know, but he said it himself, right? Then another person told me, I'll quit drugs and alcohol, but I won't. Oh, I'm sorry. I said that one. I'll quit drugs, but I won't quit drinking, and then another guy told me, um, well, I'll quit sleeping around, but I won't give up acting out sexually in same-sex committed relationships. In other words, he thinks sex with men is okay. That's what he thinks. But in the confines of a monogamous relationship, right? So all of this leads up to why am I saying this? Because there's breakthroughs needed in the strongholds that people place over their minds, right? It's, it's like, why, why limit yourself? If you're convinced that you're not going to leave all of it, you're going to keep some of it. You're asking for a stronghold. It's, that's what it is. It's a stronghold. To. So, God came to set us free. Jesus said, I came to set the captives free. And a lot of times when we think we have one thing and we're free of that, we're really still incarcerated. We're really still in a prison looking for the warden to send out stimulus checks or whatever and praising him thinking, oh, you were born in sin. You've been imprisoned all your life. Jesus comes, take full advantage of the pardon. Throw it all in there. It doesn't seem like I can quit doing this or quit doing that, but I can if I consult Him. This is where I get my steps out. Everything I need to leave the things I think I can't live without. Bless God. This is, look, this is not a motivational (laughs) sermon, but be motivated. All we need is in Christ. We can ask him for anything according to his will. Right? Now that, just let's put this caveat in there. Because a lot of people use that too. I'm about to wrap it up right now. Um, A lot of people use that you can, anything you ask in his name. Cigarettes and beer and alcohol and sex and all of this stuff. Is it really in his name? Okay. Okay. Riches, I need riches when he's given you enough to do with what he's given you. But if I ask in his name and believe, okay, he's not a fool. He's not going to be mocked. As a man, look, he studies our hearts. His word divides our hearts and shows the real reason why you want to be rich. It's not to feed the poor. You didn't give the poor 10 cents of your 50 cents. You haven't fed them with what you have. Why should I give you anything more? That's not, your request is not in my name. It's not. Don't let these people tell you. The only thing we can speak over ourselves, to be honest with you, we can't speak creativity. But we can speak ourselves into further bondage. Believing we can have things he doesn't want us to have. We're just setting the bars. We're adding more locks. We're just enforcing and reinforcing the incarceration. Strongholds. Bless the Lord. Don't speak this over your life. Don't speak that. (laughs) Don't speak this and that. Okay. Look, you better speak. If you have cancer, you speak. I have cancer. Right? You can say this because now we know what to pray for. You're not hiding it. We're as sick as our secrets. You're gonna speak this. Don't let, look, somebody might care about you telling you not to do it because they care, but the care is off. God it wants us to, in a transparent kingdom, He wants us to be clear. Why would I speak it? If I don't speak it, how will He ever be shown to be the, the reason why I'm cured? I need to speak it don't speak that here I am half dead I'm about to drop over oh no I'm not speaking that you better speak it what you don't want to speak is something like oh uh, you know what Um, you know the doctor say I'm going to be cured tomorrow you might not want to speak craziness you speak whatever the Lord allows right But speak it. I'll fix that a little better next time I'm up here. (laughs) But you understand what I'm saying. Okay? Don't buy all that nonsense and cliches and don't stay stuck in one passage without reading behind it and in front of it. Right in context. Don't buy little gods and all of this stuff. Read what that really means. Okay? Bless the Lord. Stay in the Word. Now, um, so this sermon was about <clears throat> having the mind of Christ, and it was about um, sticking with it, asking God to help us stick with it. There's a lot more. usually is. So I'll make an appeal and see if I can get back and bore you further. So, <laughs> so <laughs> but what we, what, what we want to do is we want to... In all regard, regard his mind above our mind and never put faith in our mind, right? Because our hearts, and I use mind and heart interchangeably, our hearts are deceitfully wicked, desperately wicked, okay? Deceitful above all things. Who can know them? His spirit. That's who, not us. It's like you'll be doing something and ask yourself, why did I do that? Because you're craving to do something wrong. That's how we're, we're flawed right now. So we need the Lord. We need to communicate. We need to talk to him and ask him, deliver. Please keep me at your throne. Please keep me in your holy place. Please keep me here before you so I can operate the way you want, not the way I would. Bye.